and welcome to the Three Innings Save podcast. Eric, how are you doing? I'm great. I, uh, you know, I was going to say, you know, a lot of people may think we're going into this episode. Dodgers went two and four on the week. Pitching what? looks abysmal. Uh, offense is it's normal. Uh, pr- pretty good, but having random randomly off nights. But it's a happy day here at the Three Innings Save podcast. Tell us why, Eric. Look, look at it this way. Or should we? Uh, should this be like the big tease uh, before we go to oh, commercial? No, uh, I will say that you this can't week. can't hold it before before this week. The Dodgers had one three inning save in sixty games. Uh-huh. This last week they had one three inning save in six games. So it was a great week. By a my wonderful week. Like, yeah. We'll uh, spend half the episode talking about the save. No, well, we've got other stuff. There's been a, a few other bright spots, but then a lot, a lot to kind of unpack on the other more negative side of things. And then questions from Greg after this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply so we haven't seen a ton of Andre Jackson this season, but when he's there, he makes it count. He uh, he has sort of developed into the the designated sort of bolt guy. Um, he he was sent. He, he's sort of been mostly in the minors since um, like about two weeks after the first three innings save in April. He um, he gave up three home runs in an inning to the Cubs and like four home runs over two innings. And then they're like, Oh man, he's tipping pitches. And then they sent him down, seemed to have solved it. He was doing okay, but he's just been like back and forth. They, they brought him up at times of distress in the last uh, up and down here a few months. And um, including um, 
right after it was right in that um the two days where Dustin May got hurt and they had to use Dylan Covey, who had they they called up as the as an extra guy and then he went four innings and they then they DFA'd Dylan Covey the next day, brought up Andre Jackson because they needed another long guy, only to see Julio Urias um give up uh, three home runs in an inning and uh, six runs against the Cardinals, and he hasn't pitched since because uh, he had a hamstring injury. But then, so Andre Jackson threw like three and a third innings that night. Then he he went back down. But anyway, he was back up Saturday because the Dodgers were going to need some length in one of the two games in Philadelphia. It was thought because they were there. We'll get to this in a second, but they they did a bullpen game on Sunday, and the thought was, well, they need a bull guy for the bullpen game just to make sure you know. You're not using like every reliever. So, um, but then on Saturday, like it, it just sort of worked out. Uh, well, let's use him now. Like, because so Saturday we talked, we talked a lot about Bobby Miller last week. He was sort of the, the thrust of the episode for good reason. He's been great. He was great again on Saturday, uh, six scoreless innings against the Phillies. Dodgers were up three, nothing like right when he threw his last pitch and then they scored six runs in the top of the seventh. So I think by the time they had scored like the first three of those runs, I can't remember exactly when Sportsnet LA panned to the bullpen and like uh, someone was warming up. I forgot who, but then like with Andre Jackson and I hadn't, my brain had not like checked into three inning save mode at that point because it was still like a Mm -hmm. reasonably close game. But then it was like, oh, it's like six nothing, and then they showed Andre Jackson, and then like I think within like maybe 0.7 seconds after that, uh, JD Martinez hit a three run homer, <laughs> and then um, and I was like, oh, oh, it's my like, like, all the receptors in my brain are oh, it's three inning save, and uh, like if my if my uh, wait what was the Inside Out was the movie with all the the feelings inside of one's head or whatever. Mm-hmm. That movie about me is like four of them would be talking about three inning saves. That's that's my that's my thing, and um, so all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is happening. This is very clearly happening because now we're in the he could come in and give up like four runs and he'd still get a three inning save because it's like whatever, it's nine nothing. Of course, he he ends up pitching a scoreless game so <laughs> perfectly uh, right in, in in his wheelhouse. So he's pitched fourteen times in the majors. Uh, in, in parts of three seasons, he has four three-inning saves. Um, those four three-inning saves, it's already ninth most in Dodgers history. Um, he, Jackson is one of three uh, major league pitchers this year with two three-inning saves. Bryce Wilson of the Brewers and Tucker Davidson of the Angels are the other two. Through Sunday, there have been 16 uh, three-inning saves this season, and we're through um, about ten and a half weeks. Uh, of the season. So what I'm telling major league teams is pick it up. We, we got to pick up this pace. This is a only, only like one and a half per week. But what are we doing here? We, we need to, we need to pick this up, but um, you know, outside of that, right? Like obviously that game was nine, nothing a couple days earlier. Clayton Kershaw had a great start. They won. Uh, I forgot what that score was. It was something to nothing on, on Thursday against the Reds. Outside of that, oh boy, it was a rough week for the pitching staff. <laughs> oh man, they they the, the the pitching staff needed saving this week. I will say that. Um, so Noah Syndergaard finally uh, got sort of taken out of the rotation. 
7-16 ERA in 12 starts. He was uh, just not competitive against the Reds. Like mm-hmm. they were up, Dodgers were up 6-2 in that game. Um, he gave up six runs in three innings. So like immediately sort of um, lost that. So he was placed on the injured list because he's still dealing with the right index finger. But it was sort of made very clear that this is way more than that, obviously. Like mm-hmm. he just sort of needs a reset. We, we, we talked last week about like, some of the quotes from Syndergaard after the last like couple starts have just been really depressing. Like you feel bad for the guy because he's trying like everything earlier in the year. He was, I don't remember if we talked about this cause we were sort of intermittent there for a bit, but he had tried like hypnosis to try to figure out what's going on. Um, he said a couple weeks, a couple starts ago, like I'd trade my firstborn to have my old stuff back or something to that effect. And he's just like, N- nothing is working right now. And you just feel for it. So, they're going to basically try to do a reset on him, and it's probably going to be a while if if he pitches at all for them again. Um, so, yeah, nominally it's the blister, but it's really like he's just fixed, sort of fixing everything and trying to figure out what works. So the timing of this was weird. So he, he goes on the injured list Thursday because he started Wednesday. Um, the idea was they were going to have to make a decision because Julio Urias is going to be back Sunday, then they'll have five starters again. But then, oh, by the way, uh, Urias is not ready. Uh, he, he threw a bullpen session during the Red Series, um, still feeling discomfort in his hamstring. So he was going to go Sunday. That's why they had, had a bullpen game. Um, but because of the hamstring thing, he's going to have to go like a few more bullpen sessions this coming week. Then after that, he's going to probably need a rehab start. So we're talking like two extra weeks in addition to the already three weeks he's missed. So it's going to be a long time for his hamstring strain. So that's that's a – I mean, aside just from the fact that not having Urias back, right, like he's a major – he was their opening day starter. He's been their best pitcher the last two years, previous two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but just not having a starting pitcher, like it's just a problem because they only have four starting pitchers right now. Like um, – they used the bullpen game Sunday. They gave up seven runs. Like, here's the other thing um, that's weird. They, so they could have used Tony Gonsolin on four days rest Sunday. Um, he missed time earlier in the year, obviously, with the ankle thing. Uh, he's been presumably healthy from that, um, just generally. He's pitched fine, like, since he's come back. Now, I, there hasn't been any red flags. But then they asked uh, Roberts about this on Sunday, uh, reporters in Philadelphia, and they could have just used Gonsolin on four days rest Sunday uh, instead of doing a bullpen game. But uh, they do have a there. There's a couple other factors here. So they had an off, they have an off day Monday. Uh, also, because of Andre Jackson, um, who they optioned on Sunday to bring up back old friend Adam Kalerik, they have a like a fully rested nine man bullpen. So like it was sort of a, a bit of a unique circumstance. They were going to have at least like seven or eight rested relievers no matter which avenue they went um so i think that's part of why they did it but this is what dave roberts said on uh sunday uh about like tony gonson just generally having trouble recovering uh between starts this is from um sportsnet la um i think with tony the recovery hasn't been great um, so I think that uh, trying to appreciate the short and the long term and make sure we take care of him, his health, um, 
making sure the recovery is where it needs to be. Uh, we just felt that it's the best for him. And given where we're at with the bullpen, we have enough coverage with the off days uh, ensuing to kind of make it work. Is there anything particular specific in the recovery? No, no, nothing. Just kind of, it's, uh, you know, he's never been a great in-between start guy, but I still believe that in talking to our pitching guys that just the recovery is just not where it has been. So there's no smoke. It's just more of just so then seeing that, what can we do to kind of put him in the best position to uh, have great outings when he does pitch? He had that shoulder thing a couple of so years ago. So it's never a good sign uh, when you can't necessarily count on one of your best starters to pitch on four days rest, at least semi-regularly. Now, the the sort of weird part about this is is this coming week, the Dodgers are – we're recording this Sunday night. The Dodgers are off Monday. They have a homestand against the White Sox and Giants six days in a row with the game. He's starting Tuesday again, a week after he started last Tuesday. So guess who lines up to start again on Sunday? Tony Gonsolin on four days rest. So we'll see if, like, what's going to happen there. But before we even get to that, the Dodgers still have another rotation slot to fill because they only have four starters. So – they do the the saving grace here. If there's any, is that there's um, a lot of off days in June. Uh, Monday starts a stretch of four off days in a 15 day stretch. It's three straight Mondays in a row, plus a Thursday on the 22nd. The Dodgers have one of those weird um, two game series against the Angels, where it's off Monday, two games against the Angels, off Thursday. Um, so I would imagine this week that when they need a plug-in, uh, Gavin Stone is probably in play for probably starting one of the games against the Giants. He has not been uh, very good since getting optioned. Like he was obviously struggling in the major show. Or someone is going to come up to start one of those games against the Giants. We know that. But the problem is, like, no matter who they do, they just they haven't found really anyone to give them consistent innings for going on like a month. Like the, the cracks sort of have been showing for a while, but they sort of laid bare this week. They had three walk-off losses in four days. Uh, they blew the five run lead Tuesday against the Reds, a four run lead Wednesday. Um, over the last four weeks, the Dodgers have averaged uh, just shy of five and a half runs per game in the national league. Only the Rockies have been worse during that time. Um, <laughs> Hey. And like that's never that's never a good thing, right? Like <laughs> not the bottom, right? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, not yeah, not last. Oh yeah, no. But they're so they're eleven and fourteen over the last four weeks. Very middling right now. And this is about a time when the offense is just like on fire. Like they're they averaged six runs a game this last week, and they still lost four out of six because the bullpen couldn't do it. And it's not just the bullpen's fault. The starters weren't setting them up for success because they have to pitch so many innings. Like. During those last four weeks, starters are averaging roughly four and two thirds uh, innings per game with a 5.48 ERA. That's just not that's not good at all. That has the Dodgers at the moment, as we're recording this, three and a half games back of the Diamondbacks in the <laughs> National League West. They are they're on fire. So, like, yeah, it's it's a rough go. Um, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal out there. And I think, as we sort of alluded to last week without a clear path to resolving it kind of in sight outside of some dramatic trades. Like obviously some pitchers can write the ship and, you know, they can kind of sort that out, but without an ingestion of talent from 
somewhere, probably external. I don't know how this gets better. You can, now you could say maybe they just pitch like they did in April, uh, which, you know, maybe it isn't going to lead the league, but it's fine enough. But yeah, it's really, it's, it is a brutal stretch. And like, no one ever wants to hear like, well, they just have to pitch better. Right. Like, like that is part of it. Like, like for instance, um, Caleb Ferguson, I believe, lost three of the four lost got three of the four losses this week. He was after being highlighted as one of the reliable relievers, but <laughs> and, he, and he was right. Like it's just it, he just it was just a brutal stretch. Like he 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 gave up a, a walk off home run Friday to Kyle Schwarber. He gave up a walk off loss uh, in, in a particularly brutal, very long outing where he was probably left in too long by Roberts on Tuesday. Evan Phillips gave up a walk-off home run. Like they're just like no matter who they're turning to, like it's just been it's been kind of crazy. Now uh, I remember last week on questions from Craig, a popular segment we uh, host on this show, thanks to Craig Manami. Um, he asked about like who like some minor leaguers or like what do you expect for the rest of the year? Some promotions. I think if I remember right, at least in my head, I said this. Um, we talked about. Um, Emmett Sheehan and Landon Knack as potential uh, uh, p- pitchers getting promoted from AA Tulsa to AAA at least because both have been really good. Landon Knack uh, pitched seven and two-thirds innings on Saturday night for Tulsa, which is like, oh, my God, a pitcher's allowed to do that? Like, we need to bring this guy up, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, Josh Thomas from Dodgers Digest I, was the first to report this. I haven't seen it anywhere else since. I'm sure it will come out in a few days. But – he said both Sheehan and Knack are getting promoted to Oklahoma City. So that's at least something. Neither mm-hmm. one are on the 40-man, but like that just means that they just need to make an extra move to make them on the 40 It's not that big of a deal. Like, So that's at least like if you're talking internal options, like if, if say, Stone falters or something like that. Um, another, if we're talking like fill-in type person, um, Matt Andres, a veteran pitcher who, who's pitched really well in the PCL for Oklahoma City. I think he won Pitcher of the Month in May. Um, so, like, if they need like a, a guy to fill in, like he is at least in the even in the Dylan Kobe sense where we just need a guy right now. Like, even if it's going to be a short term thing, and they someone they can designate for assignment later, he's a possible option. You never really know, but like, yeah, it's outside of like. They really, really need Julio Urias back to like be have some sense of normalcy because, like, frankly, like Michael Grove is is fine, like generally, but like he he can't be one of the pillars, right? Like of the, ro- the rotation, like you need him, you need to have flexibility. Like, there's going to be a point where Bobby Miller falters, right? Or and or they might want to limit his innings in, to some extent. Like, it's not – I don't think it's that dire, like, in terms of his innings total. He threw, like, 100 – forget if it was 120 or 112 last year. It's like one of the – around there, it's not like a – it's not going to be a large increase, like, if he just keeps going or whatever. But um, it's going to be – they're like – and oh, and also, Clayton Kershaw hasn't had a full healthy season forever. So, like, you can't really count on that to happen either. So, like, they need – they need flexibility here. They have none at the moment, so it's just it's just a problem. Well, in brighter news, I'm probably going to embarrass myself on a trivia question. Yeah, so I mentioned the uh, offense. I wasn't I wasn't going to ask like I don't remember if you saw when I tweeted this, but uh, because I was going to ask like when's the last time the Dodgers were walked off three times in four days? 
uh, but I did not. That's not the question. Uh, it was 1992, uh, uh, a year the Dodgers lost 99 games, by the way. Um, but the, the offense has been really good. Um, they scored six runs a game last week. Freddie Freeman is one of the key culprits in that really good offense. Um, he's hitting well. He's uh, He hit three home runs this last week, uh, drove in nine. He's batting on the season 338 with a 999 OPS. Um, he has 89 hits, which is the second most by an L.A. Dodger through the first 66 games of a season. Who has the most? L.A. Dodger, right? Yeah, L.A. Dodger. There, right. there, there are a lot of Brooklyn Dodgers, <laughs> I will say that. A shocking exactly 80 shocking times. Number. I'll uh, come up with some names after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What LA Dodger has the most hits through the first sixty-six games of the season? That's that, right. That's coming up right. All right, got a list here. Let's go through. Cody Bellinger. No, I, I'll just it's 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 far before the Jacob era. Yeah. That was my only Jacob right. era name. Yeah. He had the hot start. Was hitting hitting four hundred no, for a while. Yeah, I get it. Um, Wes Parker. No. Maury Wills. I'm uh, looking for the largest Maury Wills number on here. Oh, it's not. No. He, he, I think his most hits through the first 66 games are 77. One of the Davises. Matt? Which one? Oh, no. Um... <sighs> Tommy Davis. 
Tommy Davis is six. <sighs> 86 hits, three behind Freeman. Uh-huh. Uh, Willie Davis does yep. have yep. 93 in 1971. So that uh, that was a year uh, Willie Davis ended up with only, uh, no, 198 hits. That was actually his career high. He has the most L.A. Dodger hits total, 2091. Mm-hmm. The sort of go-to if you're talking about high hit totals for the Dodgers, uh, at least L.A. Dodgers especially, I guess, well, Zach Wee, obviously, from Brooklyn, but uh, Steve Garvey, um, he had in 1974, 1975, and 1976, he had 87 hits through 66 games in all those years. And then in 1979, he had 84 hits. Like, he was a 200-hit machine there for, uh, like, the second half of the 70s. Um, On my little so, list, I specifically said a Davis. <laughs> just I, that, one of them. Just guess one of them. <laughs> that's like... Um, Knowing you wouldn't let me guess both. So. That you, you, you have that sort of um, vantage point as a fan two ways because you're also a Pacers fan. <laughs> and so you're just like, hey, which, which uh, bruising forward do I want from the 1990s? Uh, uh, so, yeah, let me. I'm, I just want to look because I had it up before we move on to a certain popular segment. Um, during the, I, I was like, oh, man, that's too many people. And then I was looking and it's all Brooklyn. So that's why I limited to L.A. Um, so there's like, yeah, 20 people had more than, had at least 90 <laughs> hits. Um, Wee Willie Keeler had 103 in 1901. Then you have like Babe Herman in 19, and Johnny Frederick in 1930 when like everyone was hitting a thousand. Babe Herman and Zach Wheat would have been my top two guesses on. Uh... Zach, Zach Wheat had 97 and <laughs> 95 and 93. Uh, Jackie Robinson in okay. his MVP year had 97 hits through the first 66 games. Duke Snyder's in there. Jackie Robinson another year. Yeah. Uh, so like there, there's a lot. It's just like, I was just like, oh my God, that's so many names. <laughs> like then, yeah. Anyway. Well, you mentioned it, but because, uh, and so it's here. It's time for questions from Craig. One of the bright moments this week's play is the continuing great pitching from rookie Bobby Miller. So that means w- w- more Bobby related, Bobby Miller related trivia. There we go for Eric. Yeah. Bobby Miller is averaging nine strikeouts per nine innings pitched in his 23 innings of work this season. There are nine other Dodger rookies since 1995 who made at least four starts and pitched more than 20 innings that struck out at least nine uh, per per nine for bonus. uh, Can you name four of them? And for bonus points, can you name the one who pitched the fewest innings 30 in his Dodger rookie season? Um, Okay, so then since he used 95, that's perfect because that was Hideo Nomo's first year and. I, I, has, I think it has to be him. He led the league in strikeouts his first season. He is so. number one on the list, yep, with 11.1 strikeouts per nine. Yeah. Um, so the, the problem here is sometimes, like, you have to – I'm trying to think of, like, the, the timing. Like, I remember, like, Chad Billingsley started – in his debut. I don't remember how many starts he made in 06, but then he pitched in relief in the first half of 07 before getting back. So I'm trying to like sort of circle my way around that. I'm just, I am going to say Billingsley though, just as a, as a possibility. Nope. Not there. Okay. Um, 
Uh, now we just got to think of rookies. So the other one, no. So oh man, these are okay. I will say th- this is in their first like four games, essentially, right? Like that. I'm guessing that's how Craig looked this up because I'm trying to think. So a couple people pitched in relief right away. Um, man, so this, this is- if I am reading this correctly, this is rookie seasons. And they've pitched more than 23. So it could be people who, in, for in Hideo's case, pitched 191 oh, innings. Okay. I This isn't just their first four starts. Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. It, this, but they did at least for. Uh, yeah, got it. Yeah, got it. Got there it. you go. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Now I'm a little more calibrated. Doesn't mean I'm going to get any of these, right? <laughs> but, um, okay. What about, what about Kenta Maeda? Kentamaida is number two on the uh, list in terms of uh, innings pitched with uh, yep. 9.2 strikeout per nine in 175 innings. Okay. I'd, Point two, I should say. Yeah. Um, Clayton Kershaw. Not on the list. So I think he just missed. But, um, huh. I don't know why this is like, this is like sort of. I'm going to give you one small hint. This is a very. Uh, international list. Hmm. Um, Trying to see okay, if so, I can count the countries. One, two, three, four. Well, oh, well. Then what about um? What about Channel Park? Channel Park is on this nine point so, nine with a hundred innings. The reason he was weird for me is because I remember I saw his debut in like September and he was in relief and I'm like, well, they, he didn't start in this. For, you know what I mean? Like that's where that's where I was thrown off. So nine names and I count six different countries. I think. Hmm. All right. Um, so, um, this is, I don't know why this is so hard. Like, um, uh, Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller, uh, third on the list in terms of innings pitched, uh, with uh, 137.1 innings pitched 9.9 strikeouts per night. Okay, so I think I have the four. You do. You have the top four in terms of any pitched as well. Do you want the rest of the names? No, I want to see. No, uh, okay. I, I'm intrigued by the 30. I want, <laughs> I want to see who the 30 was. Um, no, okay, so I'm just trying to like logically think back um, to some actual like rookies who have who have started like a decent amount. Um, you have three countries I, so far. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, um, Hyunjin Ryu. Nope. No, he didn't. Um, yeah, I guess I think I'm tapping out. I, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Uh, Julio Urias. Of course. Yeah, huh? I was like, there has to be a Mexican pitcher in here. I just didn't remember. Hanji Kuo. Nice. Mitch White, Ryan Pepio, with and then with five uh, with thirty innings pitched. Eric Gagne. I was gonna say Eric Gagne because <laughs> I was like, I'm like Canada is a country, and then like, <laughs> but yeah, damn it. All right, fun fuck fun fun. fun. <laughs> well, we can Are cut we? that out. No, I don't know. Whatever. No. Um, <laughs> So, fun fact about me, when Eric Gagne debuted, I was so into his, like, oh, man, I'm going to start, I'm going to follow this guy from the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
as a search file I, I made, I believe, in Microsoft Excel, which I somehow had. I guess I had it through college because it was like 97. Um, it was either, wait, was it 97 or 99? I don't remember when he debuted, but. Um, 99. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, I basically made an Excel spreadsheet. I'm just, I'm just going to keep track of Eric Gagne sets like, like uh, I don't think baseball reference was a thing yet so i'm like i'm just keeping these numbers like these are just going to be <laughs> this is what i'm going to do now and then like it was it was really good from the start like and then all right like and then i just i think i gave up like that year that's so like so like anyways later you were done i, I should have stuck with it because i could have had him through the 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 closer years but uh oh well what are you gonna do Bobby Miller currently has a 569 ERA plus, and that puts him well ahead of the other 10 seasons since 1995, where a Dodger rookie pitcher posted a 122 standard, standard, yeah, uh, you know, the number everyone's chasing, ERA plus or better, with at least four game starts and more than 20 innings pitched. Can Eric name five of those pitchers? So, um, and I have hints for you I, if you want. I think I think Miller can hold up with five sixty nine. I think that's gonna hold. Like I think it's pretty <laughs> a zero point seventy eight ERA. I think he can keep that up. I don't know. Um so okay, so one twenty two. Um I will go back again to Hideo Nomo. Uh one forty nine. Um uh it's amazing like how I how many I've forgotten that I guessed in the previous round. Um, let's let's go back to the well with Chanho Park. Although not I think he, on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, one twenty-two. Um, what about uh, what about Chad Billingsley this time? Not on my list. Well, then fix that <laughs> list. Now, um, huh? Um, what? Why can't I? Oh, like okay, fine. Stupid Eric Gagne. Uh, yeah. With a two hundred seven ERA plus. Wow. Okay. Um, then I will go back to the well on this one. Um, Hyunjin Ryu. Nope. How? What well, he was really good. <laughs> what the hell? Um, oh, I'll, I'll look up for you. What is ERA plus? As what? Well. Okay, but what about what about Kenta Maeda? Uh, no. I am. Yeah, not not your best question. Yeah, I, 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 like amazingly, I'm like not Uh, remembering any any like answers I had in the. You had a one nineteen ERA plus. (laughs) Classic. All right. (laughs) I knew it wasn't one twenty two. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. One fifteen for Kinto Maeda. Um, okay, we'll just one more get Walker Bueller. That's my last guess. Uh, he is on the list 148. Uh, your hint was that uh, there was one player who's on here twice. <laughs> uh, two different rookie seasons. What? Um, with, uh, wait, I already guessed one. And I already guessed that. Um, no, I don't know. Um, Tony Gonsolin is on there twice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dustin May, uh, you got Hideo. Uh, nice. uh, Stephen Fife, uh, Matt nice. Hurgis, Ishmael Matt Valdez, Hurgis. and Brock Stewart. Wait, Matt Valdez was a he wasn't a rookie in nine or maybe he was in ninety five. Ninety five rookie, yeah. Okay, yeah. Miller has already collected one point five B WAR in his four starts this season. 
There have been 12 other wildcard era Dodger rookies who have had a 1.5. You're shaking your head. Or better, VWAR seasons. Can Eric name at least six of those pitchers? Um, Kershaw. Kershaw's on the list. 1.5 on the dot. I say he started 20 times. He could. He had to have done something. Um. Um. Hideo Nomo. Number one on the list. 4.7. Walker Bueller. 3.6. Three on the list. Now, if 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 he, this guy's not on the list, I'm I'm dropping the headphones and walking off. Yunjin Ryu, four on the list, three point five. Okay. okay, good. Um, let's go back to the well then with Kenta Maeda. Uh, five on the list, two point eight. Now, this is what I'm not remembering is. I'm gonna say this, although with very little conviction, but um, Chad Billingsley. He's finally finally there for you, buddy. Okay, uh, one point six. Now, is, is this for 2007 or 6? Six? 6. Okay, because I, I, I had forgotten if he, like, didn't... He uh, still he be 90s, 90 innings pitched. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, did I already guess Walker Bueller for this? Uh, I think so. He's on it, number three. <laughs> I got him again. Yeah, yeah you know, there um, you go. Just say Walker Bueller four times. <laughs> um, and then I'll go back to the the previous question, or the first question, well, with Chan Ho Park. Uh, 1.5 on the dot again. And I don't think I'm going to get any more. Okay. Uh, you missed uh, Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, Matt Hurgis. So uh, I still don't recognize uh, Matt Hurgis. Ishmael Valdez and then uh, Hiroki Kuroda. Nice. Oh, man. Only, this will be less numbers here, only four yeah. wild card era Dodger rookie pitchers with same thing, minimum four stars and 20 innings pitch, had less than a 3.0 FIP. Can Eric name the other three pitchers besides Bobby Miller? Probably not. Um, Hideo Nomo. I'm about to say, just keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah. 2.89 FIP. So I don't necessarily think it's right, but I know it was super low. I'm going to say Hyunjin Ryu. It was not. Okay. Um, I'll what a, pull that Okay. Up for you. That's all right. I got it. Um, 3.24. Two point something. Um, Wow. FIP. Um, who had... Okay. Um, what about... Dustin May. Dustin May, uh, 2.9 FIP. And then, the, the uh, I don't really have a grasp on this. Otherwise, I'm just going to say... I mean, not uh, um Ishmael Valdez. Tony Gonsolin. His 2020. Is I, I, I should have... Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Really... There you go. That, not your best. Not your best. No. You've done better. Oh, but I'm yeah. still proud of you. Yay. Two LA Dodgers. And by the way, uh, this next question, I cribbed off some of these names to help me for my trivia question. Didn't help. Thank you very much. Two LA Dodgers have, I guess if I had looked far enough down, it would have. Two LA Dodgers have scored at least 70 runs in the first half. Um, based on the all-star break of the season. More, uh, Maury Will scored 75 in 1962, and Cody Belger scored 70 runs in 2019. There is a question here. Freeman and Betts have scored 57 and 50 runs respectively through Sunday's game at Philadelphia for the contest. Will they each score more than 65 runs? And if so, name the number of runs they will score at all-star break. So just, I think you may have said 50, but it's 53 for Betts. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so as a reference, the Dodgers, as noted in the previous Freeman question, have played 66 games. 
they have 23 more before the All-Star break. So they're going to have 89 games um, at the All-Star break. So runs at the All-Star. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, they both will get there. Yeah, I, I think it's it's very clear. They're going to definitely get to 65. Uh, that, yeah. Um, Freeman will have 70. Bess will have 67. Okay. Uh, Freeman, 70 runs. Um, Bets with 67. Um, I will say... So 57, 66. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 76 for Freeman and 71 for Betts. I like it. I like the optimist version of you. Yeah. The Las Vegas Golden Knights and Denver Nuggets are close to becoming the first time champions in the NHL and NBA respectively. Yep. Jinx going down here. The most recent first time winner of the World Series was when the Washington Nationals won in 2019. There are six Major League Baseball teams that have yet to win a World Series. If I give you the choice of taking the Rays or the field, field being Padres, Rockies, Mariners, Brewers, and Rangers, which one you go for and why? I would take the field because yeah, it's there's five enough. versus one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my reasoning. Yeah, you know, I, I could probably put together a list of five teams where you would take the Rays, but I don't think there's enough good teams in that list that I'm taking the field. Right. It take yeah. Like I think give you like Rays are the most likely definitely yeah. in that group. If I give you A's Pirates, uh yeah, yeah, right. I could put together the list where you're like, Yeah, you know, I'll take the race. <laughs> Sir, as we're recording this, the A's have won five consecutive games. <laughs> good good to for give, them. To give them seventeen, I believe, I'm here. Uh but I would just say so the twenty nineteen World Series, uh that looking back, what a wild world world series. Like literally the road team won every game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just one of the wildest world series I can remember. It was just very weird. All right. If James Altman isn't going to play regularly, should he be optioned for someone like Devin Mann? This, so you have a lot of notes written down, so I'm going to let uh, you go. Yeah, like first of all, Altman has has been rough. He, I didn't write his exact slumpy. Something like I think he's like four out of thirty-seven, eight out of sixty-one, with like roughly half strikeouts and almost half of the at bats. So in that stretch, he's he's gotten to the point where they're not starting him a ton now. Like. He was playing almost every day for like the good portion of the season. On the road trip, he only started two of the four games or two of the six games. Um, he sat against both lefties. He only started two of the four against righties. Um, in the last 14 games, Outman has 30 plate appearances, while his fellow lefty outfielders, David Peralta and Jason Hayward, each have 32. Um, he has a sub 450 OPS over the last like month or so, I believe dating back to like May 10th. Um, so man in Oklahoma city, he entered Sunday hitting, uh, 301, 404, 557. Now it's a, it's an offense league, but still that's a 126 WRC plus he's doing well. He does lead the Pacific coast league with 23 doubles. Now I think this comes down to like positionality, right? So man this year has played 19 games at third, 15 at first, 11 at second. Now first base is out because of Freeman, right? He's played like every game. So if you're wanting someone to occasionally play like second or third base, I think Michael Bush, who's a left-handed batter, makes more sense than Mann, who's right-handed. Now, I guess you can make an argument like if you value Mann's defense that much better, 
He's also played five games at short over the last two years, only once this season. Like it seems like a long shot to me. Like he's not on the forty man. They're they they're gonna have to add him like before, like by the end of the year, or else he can get plucked in the roll five. But then again, like maybe they just don't necessarily care. Like, but um, so but it's not like a, a reason to like, absolutely do it now. Like I would probably just go with Michael Bush in this scenario, um, because I think what what's gonna happen is they would just play. Um, it just means Hayward and Peralta would they, – they've been playing mostly – I mean, almost every game against righties anyway. Uh, you know, they've sort of rotated a little bit because Mookie Betts has played infield. I think it just means Mookie Betts plays outfield more. So you probably do need an infielder at that point. So it's a matter of, like, what are you asking this call-up to do? Like, when they called up Michael Bush before, they had, like, an open DH spot for the good portion of that, and he still barely played. Um so he got only like spot starts when he was up. And I, I don't necessarily think anyone they call up in that role is going to get more than spots are like they have Johnny DeLuca also in the outfield. So like he could play more against righties, I guess, in this scenario. Um, but if it was up to me, if I just wanted to call up a, another person with, with Outman down, um, I would probably consider Bush more than man, just because I think his upside's better. Um, even though it's left, I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't know what what the solution is there, other than they're just hoping Outman sort of pulls out of it because he's he's been slumping a lot. One thing we did in the summers when I grew up was go get fresh corn from a stand near Marine Del Rey. Do you two enjoy corn on the cob, or is it not worth the trouble to make? And Jacob, now that you live in a state in the Corn Belt, have you eaten appreciably more corn than when you grew up in California? I have eaten. A thousand percent more corn because the amount of corn I ate to begin with was zero and it remains zero. I don't oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, I grew- wouldn't it mean undefined at this uh, point? Or like- no, no. A thousand uh, plus times zero, right? So oh, gotcha. zero. Yeah. 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 Not, not I just a fan. Want to point out, I, I have not, uh, for some reason, the phrase corn belt really got me on this one. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I had not really uh, internalized that as a thing. Uh, I love corn on the cob. It's great. Um, I will say it is, it is not, there's no real trouble to make it other than you have to like shuck the, you know, pull the crap off the mm-hmm. corn before you boil it or whatever. But other, I will say one of my, like my thing when I go to the grocery store and get like fresh stuff is I have to remember to eat it. Cause sometimes I just forget like, and, Corn is on the top of that list of stuff like stuff I buy. I think I bought like two ears like three weeks ago or four weeks ago, and I forgot about it. And I'm like, oh, and then they just went bad, you know, like in the fridge. So, um, I, I have to remember. But corn is is wonderful. In fact, to the point where um, a couple years ago I bought um, a couple uh, ear ho- corn ear holders uh, in the shape of a baseball bat. So one end is the is the handle of the bat. And then when you put the other end in on the corn, it's the knob of the bat. So like, it looks like you're holding a bat when you're eating corn and that's wonderful. Um, but yeah, corn is awesome. Um, I love it. And I need to go to the store, uh, right after we record this and go buy some more because it's really good. So I'm glad, I'm glad Craig rather you've, you've never had corn once. No, I, I, I grew up eating, uh, 
corn being put on my plate, and that's why I don't particularly like it. Was it? And you, I'm guessing what you got was the the sort of like the bagged corn. It was no, it was like, a mix. Or no, De- actually, a decent amount of fresh. Uh, I okay. Just, I never grew to like the texture. It's it, it is was, not in the. There's like a list of things I will not eat. Period. Yeah. It's not on that list. Like, if I'm at a nice restaurant and it happens to be on a dish, I'm not going to not eat that. But right. it, I'm not going to order it and go out of my way. So, Yeah. It was it was weird growing up. Like, I was like, corn, really? Like, But it, it's good. I, it, it, it'll, it does. It does its job um, in a pinch. I like it. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for us on um, the 3 Inning Save podcast. Uh, go out. Eat some corn. Uh Follow Andre Jackson's uh, whereabouts because he's probably pitching a three-inning save near you, near you somewhere. And if he does it, uh, we'll be here to talk about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.